Rotten Tomatoes has this movie scored at 57% by the critics and by the audience. You have it at 96%. Now, Don and I will discuss, do we agree with the critics or the audience for the Super Mario Brothers movie? Welcome back to the Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm Adon. And we try to give you a review at least once a week. Spoilers. Super Mario Brothers movie came out by the time of this recording. Just opened, premiered this past weekend. Well, actually, it premiered on Wednesday. I saw it uh, that Wednesday. You saw it over Easter weekend. Mm -hmm. I went there with low expectations because of who were the stars as Mario and Luigi. And I came out very satisfied. What mm. about you? It's not the greatest, not the worst, but a satisfactory film. I would have been happy on TV more so than theaters. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, I saw it on IMAX and I was able to sit by myself. And at the time that I saw it was like during school time, uh, like around 4.30, I saw it. I think I was the only adult by mm -hmm. myself, which could be kind of creepy. I was the only adult by myself. Everybody else was like with their families or teenagers. I think this was great for, of course, little kids. Yeah. But also great for adults who grew up like you and I did on Nintendo. I didn't expect this to be a total Nintendo world, meaning that there are so many callbacks to so many things. It has a a restaurant or a pizza place called Punch Out. Mm -hmm. uh, he had on his in his um, room posters from other games like Kung Fu. I was so surprised when I saw that. Yeah, that poster to, of Kung Fu that took me back. I mean, he was and, playing literally a Nintendo. Exactly. And us growing up, I remember when we were a lot younger, of course. And I didn't want you to play Mario Brothers. I didn't want you to get good at it, and you did. I think you got. I think you got better than I was. I think you're around. Yeah, there was a couple five, games that I got better five at, or six, and you were frustrated with. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's multiple games. Yeah, the fighting, especially the fighting ones. But no, like I was always like being a ball hog and all that stuff, or not ball hog, but game hog. Sure. I want to play. I want to play. I was, you know, I'm 12 years older than you, but I was being like. As if I'm the same age as you as that. You know, being very childish well, in that. And that was the thing with Mario. Like, um, you feel kind of childish because when you were playing the original Super Mario, it's not like you both play at the same time. You literally had to take turns. Like, as soon as one character died off screen, that's the time your second player takes turn or, like, in alternates. So, what now? So, on Super a two, On a two player game? In a two player game. Okay. So, yeah, like, if we're playing Mario Brothers in, on a two-player game, you're, you know, rocking your levels, and then you die, then it's my turn. And then if I'm rocking my levels, but I'm doing better, you have to wait longer. So. Right. How was the audience in... There was one person snoring. I guess it, that's the parents. It was clearly, like, two, maybe three rows behind me. Well, I, I'm telling you, it's probably a parent who's tired and... Took the kid in to see the movie to, and oh, yeah. try to get some rest, stuff like that. So, audience was okay. Yeah, my audience was good. The kids were laughing. Some adults were chuckling here and there. Mm -hmm. um, it was like, you know, in the way of like a Bugs Bunny cartoon where, or a Tom and Jerry one, 
where the kids can enjoy it, watch it, but the adults can get the references that the kids won't get. Yeah. And that's what I liked about it. It was, it was, it was a, addressing two demographics. Me growing up, I didn't even play that many Mario Brothers uh, games. So I don't know in a sense. I think in one of the incarnations or sequels of the original that Mario has to rescue his brother. Is that true? I don't remember an incarnation where he has to rescue his brother. I do know there was like Luigi's Haunted Mansion. That was a popular one for a while. Mm -hmm. It was always like um, Mario had to save somebody, the, the princess. For, well, that's for original, the right? Yeah. Well, also, majority I mean, originally, of right, but his first appearance was in Donkey Kong. Um, I believe so. It was Donkey. He was Mario. He was going up to save the ladder to beat Donkey Kong to save yeah. the princess. Mm -hmm. And that's where we first see him. Yeah. And I and believe they had a game like that in, in the pizza shop, the punch out. I, I want to say it was like that, uh, a similar version of that game. But even at that, like, if, uh, if you look at the first time you meet Donkey Kong, uh, the arena, is uh, there's some parts of the arena similar to that yeah. game, yeah, which was I, I liked. I mean, and this, of course, this movie has a lot of Easter eggs and callbacks to the Nintendo family. Mm -hmm. You have Mario Kart there. You have, of course, uh, Donkey Kong Punch Out, uh, Kung Fu. Like I said, I want to say some other ones. I just can't remember. I want to say so uh, like. Even the very beginning was like a uh, callback to the movie, the original live-action movie, like how they were. Well, see, I don't remember that like movie because I, I think I saw it once, and it was so horrible that I just erased it out of my memory. The one starring with John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins. True. I don't remember who the original villain was in the sense of who played him. It's like, he, oh, is, like he always plays the villain kind of guy. But the thing is, you know, you have an, a, a British actor and a Spanish Latino or a Latino actor or Hispanic, excuse me, playing the Mario Brothers, where Mario and Luigi are Italian. And mm -hmm. in the cartoon or this movie here, they kind of reference that in a way where they're Italian, but they're not Italian in the sense of like first generation Italians here. They're like second generation. True. Here, so they don't they don't have the accent, but they do the accent for that commercial. Yeah, you have Chris Pratt playing Mario, and then you have Charlie Day playing Luigi, and they're not Italian. I don't think so. They no, you're just say that anyways. Right, but they act the part for the commercial to sell their product, to sell them, to be their, um, I guess, trademark, if you will, or product. Yeah, and to help get you know customers or clients. But everyone else, their family is like Italian and like Jewish too. It seemed like it was like a mixture of Italian and Jewish. It's possible. I could see that. So I thought that was smart. I was like, okay, they, they, they addressed it. They addressed it. And then Moved let's on. move on. Mm -hmm. right. So who was the villain? Dennis Hopper. Oh my God. Yes. But still not a good match. No, I mean. Wrong, I, wrong casting. Like, well, he. Overall, there was a, there was a lot of flaws in that movie, in general. Oh, way too many flaws. Yeah, that's why I don't even remember it. Uh, so let's go over real quick the cast. So again, we we said we got Chris Pratt, mm -hmm. Charlie Day, mm -hmm. Jack Black as Bauer, Kevin Michael Richardson who was Kemic, Carrie Payton who was the Penguin Queen, which he, we we did just review on him or with him in 
the legend of Vox Machina, but he's a notorious voice actor. I keep saying notorious as a bad thing. I, I don't think notorious is necessarily bad. Well, I know, but it kind of does in a way. But the thing is, like, he's been around a long time. Yeah. Sharing his voice or gifting us with his voice. Uh, he's also the king in the Walking Dead series. You have Sebastian Manigaskel, which I didn't recognize until I looked at the credits. I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. He was Spike. Yeah. Reno Romano, I guess that's Ray Romano's relative. I'm not sure. Keegan Michael Key, he played Toad, which I didn't recognize. I couldn't recognize. I think he changed his voice for it. So I couldn't recognize it. I don't know if you did. Uh, no, I didn't recognize that at first. No, but he's very good with his. Uh, oh no, accents. He's very talented. Yeah, he's yes, a talented oh, guy. He plays, he plays a Hispanic. Hysterical. One of my all-time favorite skits is an old skit was from Mad uh, Mad TV with him in it, and he's uh-huh. playing a worker that came fresh over the border to work at Taco Bell. He's like, he's like, never in my days have we ever assembled a burrito with a coking gun. <laughs> Yeah, he's very talented. That yeah, very talented. Um, you have Eric Bauza, Total General, Anya Taylor Joy. She's from King, Queen. Uh, she's from Queen's Gambit. I would say she's a like a upcoming star. I mean, she's a star now, but she's, she's a star now. Yeah. She's definitely blown up over the last few years. Yes, Fred Armisen. He's from Uncle Fester. Night, he's Uncle Fester in the Wednesday Show. He's uh, alumni from Saturday Night Live. He's mm-hmm. multiple talent. He's multi talented as well. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Uh, Fred Armisen was Cranky Kong. Yep. Oh, then you have the original voice of Mario, playing the dad of Mario and Luigi, Charles Martinet. Yeah, which was awesome. It was a nice callback or respect to have the original voice actor be in it in another one way or another. I like the story. I like that since I can't remember if there's a story where Mario has to save his brother Luigi, they made that this story here where he doesn't have to save the, the princess. The princess doesn't need saving. Yeah. She's a badass herself. So she doesn't need that saving. I think that's a little more of the woke movement where that thing where they don't want to stereotypical be the damsel in distress kind of thing that we've seen. That's been an upward trend for uh, the princess character in Mario Brothers for a while. That that she's she's more empowered. She can do stuff. She's like the ultimate wizard. And um, no, I, I remember know, I got but... an argument with somebody, and she's like, she's like supremely powerful in, in, in what she can do. And I'm like, yes, she keeps getting captured by Bowser. I, like <laughs> literally, that was an argument I had with a person one time, and or I was like, Donkey Kong. Or Donkey... I, did she get captured? Oh, no, that was a different one. That was Daisy. Oh, that wasn't the princess? Okay. That was Daisy. Right. And people argued about that, too. I was okay with her being, like, more empowered with what she was. I liked the undertone of a uh, storyline about motivation for Bowser. And that was? He's like, I want to rule the world, but he's like, I'm really doing it to win the girl. Because it, it gave reason why he kept kidnapping her in the game, other than, like, I want to conquer the Mushroom Kingdom because he could have conquered the Mushroom Kingdom like a thousand times in the video games, but he kept her. He kept getting her. Yeah, like he actually had love for her or care for her, or well, to be proper, infatuation. Right, because he kept. You know, he made that song. Peaches, 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 peaches. (laughs) And the thing is, I totally forgot that Jack Black was Bowser until he starts singing. Yes. 
I, that was definitely came out. Jack Black came out in that moment. I mean, Jack Black was like, I guess, made for that role as he is for many roles. But the thing is, mm-hmm. like, a lot of times when he his singing, like, it overtakes like the School of Rock. I think the the one he did. Yeah, it was too much him because of his love for music that it it overtook the movie. Where here it just added to it. True. But he was great. I think he was great. I think he was great as, as Bowser. Not Bowser. Was it Bowser? Yeah. I don't know why I'm thinking Bowser, like from Shanana. That's before your time. I was like, I was like, I do not remember Shanana. I know that's like a 80, 80s or 70s. 70s to 80s. Like, you know, it came out. That's a band that came out during Greece. Oh, no. I, I, was, I was not a Greece fan, so I would not remember. I think it was smart. And, I, and it was maybe not original. Pretty close on how to bring that lore, that love of the game that's been what forty years now, forty some years, yeah. Uh, the same character that's just been nonstop going, you know, big on Nintendo, Nintendo Switch, all that stuff, especially with Mario Kart and other ventures that he has. I mean, I, I'm impressed with it. I was really surprised and happily surprised at how they execute this movie. Yeah. Is there a moment or a scene that you like or got a crack out of? Besides Peaches, because that was a great moment. Going into, he's like, oh, uh, so she found another guy. He's like, he's like, jam with me. Uh, that whole scene was a great scene. But um, the when they first go to Donkey Kong Land, I also enjoyed. He's like, the, uh, the gorilla's in the suit. Mm-hmm. He's like, the gorilla's in an all-white suit. He's like, pop in. And they drive off, and they're playing like the '80s music. Uh, what was the song? I I, I can't remember. But that's was it "Take like On Me" also. or not "Take Me"? On. Yes, "Take On Me." Yes. And, and and I, you know what? I enjoyed that scene, but at the same time, I'm thinking the entire time to myself, like, how does this song fit for this scene? I don't know. I find it funny they play the same song that they played in Shazam: Fury of the Gods. I need a hero. Oh. <laughs> I was like, we just heard this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. In another movie. But what I think they did here also, they played music around the same time where Mario came out, or Mario Brothers. I guess. I mean, speaking of Easter eggs and music, Guardians uh, of the Galaxy, the last song where they show them waking up in the end of the movie, and they're in the Mushroom Kingdom after they beat Bowser, that was a song from the opening of Guardians of the Galaxy. I can't remember what was that. Remember, it's the one where he's like, da- he, like he's dancing, he's kicking the little squirrel aliens, and he's li- listening to his headset. Um, oh, you talking? You talking about um, Groot? No, no, no. I'm talking about uh, Peter. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, that one, uh, the first one. Yes. Yeah, and it's the same song know. that um, uh, Mario wakes up to at the end of the film. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, which is kind of funny because Chris Pratt mm-hmm. is also Star Lord, so that connection there. That was an easier egg for me. What was a good scene for you? Uh, for me, it was the Donkey Kong fight. I loved Seth Rogen in that voice. It, it was a perfect match. That worked, yeah. Yes, with Seth Rogen and him. And that we saw Mario, when he's hitting the bricks, that he gets a special power, or the star. It was the star, I think, that made him a flying squirrel. But in this case, it made him and a cat. That's right, the cat, excuse me, yes. Yeah, the squirrel but came no, was, later. Yeah, the squirrel came later, excuse oh, me, yes. Uh, I'm sorry, raccoon. Because <laughs> someone will be in, uh, in the comments, they're like, it's a raccoon, not a squirrel. 
Mario never turns into a squirrel. He just turns into a raccoon. I, I like that. It was, I don't know, just Seth Rogen, his laugh, his, his, his voice does match the big ape. Yeah, just, I can see that, does. yeah. But I also like, you know, like pretty much everything that Jack Black did. But also, for me, was the opening scene, just like how it was in the, in the previews, where Bowser comes in to attack the castle of the penguins. And the, the penguin king comes out and, you know, says, you know, there'll be plenty of more of that where that came from. Do you yield? And, you know, of course, the snowballs are hitting him. Bowser was just bouncing off. didn't have no effect. But the confidence was there. And I just found it very cute. But no, I mean, for me also, I just loved everything that they made a callback. I, like I saw my childhood or part of my childhood in the background of the posters or a pizza shop or anything like that nature that had the past yeah. Nintendo games. I mean, and I never played Mario Kart. So when I saw that scene where they're racing and trying to escape or try to beat, it's like. But it made you want to play Mario Kart now? No. <laughs> but I can see where the the fans or the lore of it setting aside Bowser majority of the side characters were the more entertaining characters for me like I love Toad mm-hmm. Toad Toadstool uh, is that his name Toad uh, yeah Toadstool Toad. just Toad yeah, not, yeah just Toad Toadstool is something else I believe okay Toad was great for me and all and like the little Koopas, uh, all the other Toads were like, we're adorable. It's like we can't fight. We're cute. The when they were in the jail, and there's the one little ghost star. who's like, life is just never ending void. That we just exist here. And it's like sweet. Oh my god, that one, that one, <laughs> that one was scary for me or eerie. Oh this is like a god. child's voice saying these darkest things. I know, and I was like, oh my god, that is creepy. That, that is so dark. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised no kids got freaking uh, nightmares from that. Well, it is, it, I guess it, they cut it with the, the fact that all the other characters are like, oh god, man, we're depressed enough as it is. We don't need no more. <laughs> but still, it's like, it wanted death. It oh, wanted yeah. to die. I, at one point, it literally said, uh, like, they were like, we're going to die. And he goes, ah, sweet release. Right, I'm like, oh my shit. shoot! I was like, oh my gosh! Like these kids are like, I mean, <laughs> kids see this, and I know that you know this whole thing today about grooming and all that stuff. You know, what have you? People are so worried about grooming that you have this sweet, cute cartoon with a sweet, cute character talking about suicide. It pretty much was. And I was like, they even hit you at the credits where he's like, it's like the movie's done. It's going to be good times. And but it's like, it's just like life. It's a never ending void. It just keeps going. And it makes you want to play a saxophone. And I'm like, what am I watching with this guy? I hope the parents talk to the kids after this, in that sense, because that was, again, too deep, too creepy. He's like, it got real, it got real, real quick with that character. That escalated right. so fast. I didn't expect that. I did enjoy it. <laughs> for me, I'm like, for other kids, I know where you're coming from. I was like, right. for me, I was like, he was a delight. Just oh. because, 
it's, 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 it's a it's shock. Different. Yeah. Right. Right. Because it's different, and and you don't expect it. Exactly. Uh, the one other thing I liked was like when they were building. Uh, no, no, not when they were building. The when they first introduced the Koopa Kingdom, and I see, it looks like a rock concert and everything. Everybody's just party. I'm like, honestly. Mm-hmm. Other than like Koopa, uh, Bowser probably you know ruling with an iron fist. It looks like a party at all times. The blue shell general, he's like, you won't escape me, Mario. It's like I like I have no idea why this guy was so hard up on getting Mario of of all the other Koopas. He was the one. He's like, I'm gonna get you, Mario, and he sacrifices himself. He literally sacrifices himself to destroy Mario and Donkey Kong. Yeah, I don't know. Some people are just crazy like that. I guess. Like, now, here's a question. Real, here's the question. So, the princess is on the in the land of mushrooms, yep. right? Creatures, mm-hmm. right? And the power ups mm-hmm. are mushrooms. So, are they eating the young? Um, meh. I mean, <laughs> I like that's never been like a thing in the that was ever addressed in the in the. No, of course not, of games. course, because that's kind of de- that's like the star, the stars. Right? But I mean, deep when, and disturbing. Yeah, I, I guess it. Okay, so I guess it is kind of like in the lines of like, uh, if you think of like Swamp Thing, Man Thing, or like Groot, right? They live on planets that are inhabited by plant people, but there's vegetation that aren't sentient at the same time. Mm-hmm. They don't eat animals. They just eat other plants. So there's probably mushrooms that aren't sentient, and they, those are the ones that they're eating. I'm yeah, I'm not going to believe that. I mean, listen, I know there's mushrooms all over the land as well. Yeah. But maybe they didn't mature enough to become sentient Evolve, or, yeah. human, or yeah. humanoid. I just find it weird that there's mushrooms there, and then they're eating the mushrooms to get bigger or smaller or have a different power in that True. sense. So I was just like, hmm. You only see like two th- items that really aren't the mushroom. Three items that aren't the mushrooms. There's a star, mm-hmm. flowers. You're right. I think they show the leaf, which is the raccoon. I think so too, yeah. But I don't see what was the cat. I didn't see what that was. So I can't remember, yeah. No, I, I don't think they show that because. But either I way. Think a, the cat was the star, I think. But no. Because there's only one star. Okay, yes, you're right. That was at the end. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe a flower, mm. and you know maybe it's a flower because he thought that was going to be another cat later on that he's a squirrel or, or a raccoon, whatever the thing made him fly. Maybe because I can't I can't remember I saw it no. almost a week ago, so I just can't remember on that. No, no, the the raccoon I, I just unless they switch the item, the raccoon is definitely a leaf. I remember that from the game. Um, but either way, right. But that's the game. I'm talking about the yeah. movie. And um, Francis. That was the other character I kept forgetting that I the dog. I love the dog. Oh, the one that was like eyeing Luigi? Yes. He's like, Oh, he <laughs> loves you and then Luigi steps on the bone and he hates him from there and on. Right. And then yeah, at the end of the movie he gives him the nod like you did well. Right. <laughs> Still looking at him mean, but he's like, You did good. <laughs> now, end credits. I think there's two. Uh, one in the mid, and then one uh, uh, at the end. The one in the mid is with Bowser singing again, right? Peaches again, yeah. Peaches again, but now he's like, I would love to have heard it in a uncut. far away. Th- well, no, not uncut, but like since we heard it twice, pretty much like 
up front close to Bowser, so you hear the regular voice. But when the camera pulls away and says, like, shut up, when he's in the cage, his voice is a little different. The uh, the high-pitched mini-me right. voice, yeah. I would love to have heard that version, him singing. Uh, to, I don't know, just for me. But it was still good. Again, I just I cracked up. But now on the last final end credit, I was confused. I know who it was. Okay. The kids, the kids said it. But okay. it was live action. It was not animated. Is that uh, a callback to the original um, Mario Brothers? No, that was animated. It's just that it, was, it looked really good. I noticed like in some of the scenes, I will say this, in some of the scenes, some of the animation looked better quality than in other scenes. Like for oddly, oddly enough, like there was a scene like Luigi was first landed in the uh, the Dark Kingdom, right? And he dropped his tools and he goes to pick up his tools before he's attacked by the skeleton uh, Koopas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, damn, those tools look really well done detail-wise. And then he goes back to Luigi. I'm like, Luigi looks less detailed when you were looking at the tools. I was looking at that end credit. I know what scene you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, I know. I was in the sewer again and there's yeah. an egg there in the real world. Well, it was definitely a world. I'm, I'm, I'm going to double check. Just give me a moment. <laughs> a few moments later. Oh, screw it. It's going to take too long to find out. Then if that was animated, that was damn good because that looked real as hell. It did not look CGI. Yeah. Like live action. I actually thought Ninja Turtles were going to pop out. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, like there was moments in the in the movie where like the background or the environment or some of the uh, the details are just like outstandingly really well detailed. They're very lifelike. And then you incorporate Luigi and Mario back in, and you're like, snap out of it. And like, oh, it's we're back to our cartoon world. I don't know if it was just like some of the quality was focused in other areas when they should have, or it's just the fact that. The focus gets changed when you incorporate the characters again. It's just weird. Uh, but I, it did, I did notice that a couple times in the movie. I mean, for those who are listening or watching, please let us know if that is CGI, like my brother said, or if it was a live action kind of scene to it. Like a hybrid. Like, like practical like practical effect. It's really the baby uh, Godzilla's from the 1990s film. Right. <laughs> Worth the watch? Yeah. I would say it's worth the watch. Is this worth the price of admission? For if I was going with a family, yes. By myself, no. Netflix. For me, it's worth the watch, and it's definitely worth the price of admission, especially on IMAX. So that's where I saw it. The surround sound was awesome, and again, I was sitting by myself, which I love. <laughs> I love that solidarity. I do. I don't, you know, people not around me. They could be in front of me a little bit. They could be behind me a little bit, but don't be right next to me. Don't be doing no one kicking. No one kicking the chair, all that stuff. So, happy day. All right, guys. That is our movie review of the Super Mario Brothers movie. If you have a movie for us to review, please email us at bros at gmail.com or please let us know in the description below. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I'm Angel. I'm Adon. Love you, bro. Love you, too.